0: You're listening to a Centro Church Podcast. Good evening. How we doing? You good? Fantastic, fantastic. Hey, tonight we're going to continue our PM series called Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll and Other Taboos. Who's enjoyed it so far? Yeah. How good was Amy last week? Yeah. Who thinks she should get a fortnightly gig up here? Yeah! <laughs> no, you did a great job. It was awesome. And tonight, uh, so Pastor Brett's touched on sex. Uh, last week, Amy touched on drugs and talk about, talked talk about addiction. Tonight, I get the topic, rock and roll! Yeah! Who here, when they were younger, wanted to be a rock and roll superstar? Yeah, I did. Man, I went to bed every night with music in my ears just picturing myself behind the drum kit, just you know, just in this rock band, touring the world, seeing all this stuff, just making money, playing drums. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a rock star. You know that music is a powerful motivator. Music can make you happy. Music can make you sad. Music can inspire you. Music can make you. Go somewhere other than where you are right now. Music can control your body. It's why when we hear a good beat, we start tapping. It's why we hear some good rhythm, we start wanting to dance, right? Music is something that when we consume it, it makes new feelings on the inside. That when we consume music, it makes something new on the inside. Tonight, I want to speak to the thought, the diet of a spiritual rock star, the diet of a spiritual rock star. In the Bible, we uh, see a story where a guy by the name of King Saul was uh, had been depressed, had ent- entered some kind of anxiety or or, or, or uh, whatever it was, but he was he was down, he, he, he was out, he was blue, and the Bible says that he's. His servants contacted this guy named David, who was good at playing the harp, right? The modern day guitar. And they brought David in. And in 1 Samuel, we see this, that, you know, whenever the uh, tormenting spirit troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away. See, as we consume music, what this shows us here is this, that as we consume music, things change. David comes into a situation where a guy is not feeling too good. David plays some sweet melody on his harp, right? And then the, the guy feels good. David uses music as some therapeutic tool. See, when you consume music, the atmosphere within you changes. And so I guess the question is this. What kind of music are you consuming, right? What kind of things are you listening to? And what's changing the atmosphere in your life? Tonight, though, I kind of want to pivot right here. I don't want to talk about music per se tonight. I actually want to talk about just consumption just in general, right? Because who knows that it's not just music things that we consume, right? It's things like, you know, Netflix. What kind of shows are you watching? What kind of shows are you allowing yourself uh, to view and changing the atmosphere on the inside? What tech do you have, right? That's changing the atmosphere on the inside. Uh, Back in the day, I was talking to Pastor Mark during the week about this and he had. Uh, he he shared a thought that back in the day, back in the 60s, 70s, that uh, rock and roll was thought to move good people in the wrong direction. That's what they thought, that rock and roll would move good people into the wrong direction. When I was 13... I fell in love with this rock band. Uh, they weren't really rock, they were heavy metal. They were called Metallica, right? And, and I fell in love with Metallica. I wanted to be uh, Lars, the drummer. And, and so I was this closet rock band. I was brought up in a Christian home. And so who knows that Jesus in the 80s and, and Metallica didn't mix, right? And so I would listen to this stuff and mom and dad weren't home. And I was, I was a closet heavy metal fan, Metallica. And, uh, but one day my dad found out. Who knows that was a bad day for me, right? My dad finds out and he says as he says, you can't listen to that stuff. Metallica will kill you. You know, heavy metal is not of God, right? What he was saying is, what you consume is gonna change who you are. What you consume is gonna have an effect. Now tonight, I'm not gonna confirm nor deny whether I may or may not like that still said rock band. But what I do wanna talk about is that age-old predisposition of what goes in eventually comes out. What goes in eventually comes out. And so we've been unpacking this scripture in Galatians. In Galatians 5, it's our foundation scripture for this series. And it says this. It says that when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And certainly, Brett and Amy have done great justice to this scripture, right? Talking about all these things. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. What I want to just unpack for you, just before we get into this, I've got one thing that I think if we consume, will keep us clear of all that. But just before, before we get there, I want to show you two things. Number one, that word follow. What does that word follow mean? And then the next six words, the desires of your sinful nature. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, six, right? The desires of your sinful, sinful nature. I want to show you that word there. So the word follow in the Greek is the word ergon. Everyone say ergon. Ergon. And it simply means this. It simply means to toil or to work or to act on or to put your energies into or to consume your labor. Okay, that's what it means. It means to to consume your labor. And so what you could do, can we just go back to that verse, if that's all right? Just keep that on there for a bit. I'm going to unpack that. Thanks, Tish. When you follow, right? So what we could say is this. That when you consume the desires of your sinful nature. That's how the scripture could, could be rewritten. When you consume the desires of your sinful nature. So the next six words in English here is actually one word in the, in, in the Greek. And the word is the word sarks. Everyone say sarks. Sarks. It sounds like some Klingon character from uh, Star Trek, doesn't it? All right? Sarks. Uh, and the word sarks simply means flesh. That's all it means. It just means Flesh, so what it could read here is this is when you consume the flesh, that's how it could be read, right? Where it's like some kind of episode title from True Blood or you know, some other kind of event like Walking Dead, that's what weird, right? When you consume flesh, it sounds weird. The word flesh in the Hebrew, uh, the the Jews thought that sin, right? So, sin is anything that we do that keeps us from God. The Jews thought that sin existed in the flesh, in the, in the actual meat of, your, of who you are, right? The flesh. They had this idea because when you die, your flesh decays, right? And eventually it's just left with bones. And they had this idea, this theology, this idea that when you die, your flesh decays and then God then takes you to this paradise where you're given this new body, this body that is uncorrupted, and uh, this body that is brand, uh, brand new, uncorrupted and renewed. And so, when your flesh died, you were given this new body with God that was uncorrupted and renewed. The word sax comes from a root word called sinu. Everyone say sinu. Sinu. That sounds like a Star Wars character, right? Sinu, quick, go get Sinu. Sinu, Sinu means to sweep or to brush. To sweep or to brush. Um, before I asked my wife out to actually start dating, uh, we were in that awkward phase where you know I think she liked me, and she thought that I liked her, and so we would go and do things like go to the beach. We we'd go walking at the beach. Um, you know, we were only about 40 minutes from the mountain, so we'd go mountain walking. You know, we'd uh, I'd go to the shops and stuff and just, just hang out. You know, just, just hang out as Christian friends, right? That's, that's what we would do. But what I did was um, I learned the art of, of brushing, right? I learned the art of sweeping. And so we'd go walking, right, at the beach. And we'd walk together, and what you'd do is you'd get you would sink your steps in, right? So you're stepping at the same time, and your arms are swinging at the same time. And then me, being a brilliant right flirt, right? What would happen is as our arms are swinging the same side, I would kind of just brush the back of her hand with my hand, right? As we're walking. Right? And, we, and bump, you know, I'd, I'd brush her, right, and, and she would act cool, and I'd be like, you know, I touched you, and she knew that I touched her, right, and, and, and I would brush, I would sweep the back of my hand against the back of her hand, right, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> we'd go bushwalking, and as, as, as the path got narrower, right, we'd be walking, and, and, and I would do this on purpose, right, our shoulders would, would brush, I would sweep my shoulder against her shoulder, right? Everyone, both of us knew. Oh, shoulder touch, this is so cool, right? This is so, so sexy, so, so cool. And I would sweep my shoulder past her shoulder. Whenever we would go up to a restaurant and hang out with other people, I'd make sure that we got the table that's skinny so that when she sat from the other side, our knees would touch, right? And we would, our knees would sweep and, and brush, right? So, right? I know what you're thinking. Tim, you are a flirting genius, right? I know you're thinking that. Men, boys, learn from me, okay? Learn from me. She eventually said yes, okay, after the second time. <laughs> Flirting, socks, siru, flesh, brushing, sweeping. How you could read the Scripture is this, that when you consume and flirt with the unrenewed human nature, the results are very clear. That's how you could reread the scripture. When you consume and flirt with the unrenewed and corrupt human nature, the results are very clear sexual immorality, impurity, lust, idolatry, uh, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfish ambition, all this. And it says that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's the thing, right? What you flirt with has present and eternal implications, right? What you consume has present and eternal implications. And so the question tonight is this really. If these things are the results of consuming the flesh, then what is it that I need to consume to be a spiritual rock star? What is it that I need to consume to be someone who's spiritually strong. Now there's many things that we could talk about tonight, right? Many things that we could consume that will make us better. But tonight, I just want to look at one thing. Just one thing that if you act on this, that if you toil on this one point, that if you consume this one thing, just this one thing tonight, I could almost guarantee that all these other things, all these other issues in life won't be a problem. If you can just do this one thing, if you can just act toil, work, and consume this one thing tonight, right? You'll be a spiritual rock star. Do you know what that one thing is? No one? Okay, we'll just go then. (laughs) Here's the one thing. If you can just do this, right? The results of consuming this one thing will take away all of those desires to flirt with the things of the flesh, And that one thing is this, healthy relationships, healthy relationships. If you can consume this one thing, healthy relationships, the results, right? The results are clear, right? The results are clear if you can consume this one thing. Because here's the point. We cannot downplay the importance of Christian community when talking about spiritual strength. We can't, right? we are only as strong as what we are connected in our community, right? And so we cannot downplay the importance of this, that when we consume healthy relationships, we grow spiritually. Uh, When I was in high school, I fell in love with another band, um, called Nirvana, and uh, I love them. Uh, my favorite song was Smells Like Teen Spirit. I just think it's one of the most raw, emotional songs ever written. And uh, probably, probably none of this side knows that band anymore, probably. And uh, anyway, getting old, Metallica, Nirvana, this guy's ancient. I fell in love with them, and uh, I just loved that song. I loved listening to it. It was just raw, emotional. It would make you happy, then angry, then sad, then inspire. Had all those things in the one song. The lead singer was a guy by the name of Kurt Cobain, Kurt at 27 took his own life. They found his diary and in his diary, he, he wrote this. He said, don't read my diary when I'm gone. When you wake up this morning, please read my diary. Look through it and try and figure me out. See, one of the greatest songs that this guy wrote was a song called Come As You Are. A song that says, hey, I'll accept you, you accept me, we should all accept each other. Come as, as you are. Yet ironically, Kurt never found happiness with who he was. He never found peace with who he was. And he never found the help to figure himself out. How do we know this? Well, because he screamed in the pages of a diary. He screamed for help in the pages of a diary. I wonder how many of us are screaming in the pages of a diary or screaming on the inside of our heart. Saying, will someone just help figure me out? Here's the thing, the very thing that Kurt didn't want to do, which was actually bring people into his life and actually see him raw as what he was, was the very thing that that man needed. And it's the same with us. The very thing that we're probably too scared to do, which is actually bring people into the real me, right? and have a healthy relationship where people know who I really am, the very thing that's scary to do, which is to bare your soul, is the very thing that we need. And instead of streaming on the pages of diaries or in our mind, right, we have healthy relationships. And this is the very thing that we need to consume to become spiritual. Rockstar's Ecclesiastes says this, that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. There's that word again. For if one falls, the other will lift up. But woe to him or her who is alone when they fall and have no one to lift them up. Having healthy Soul engaging relationships has to be a part of the diet of a spiritual rock star because good relationships, when you consume them, they give you the fuel to tackle life in all of its randomness. And so when you consume these kind of relationships, healthy ones, the results are obvious Tonight, I wanna give you three results, three obvious results when you know that you're in a healthy relationship, or when you have healthy relationships around you, and when you're a part of a healthy relationship. Three things. Number one healthy relationships give you support during tough times. You know that you have healthy relationships around you when you're going through a tough time and there's people to support you. You know that you're in healthy relationships when someone's gone through a tough time and you're there to support them, right? Healthy relationships give you the support during tough times. Proverbs 17 says this. says a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Uh, last week, Amy uh, shared a story where uh, one of their friends was going through a really, really tough time. And they didn't have anyone to turn to. Well, they did. They had Brett and Amy to turn to. Right Of all the people in, in their life, they had some good friends that they could turn to and say, can you please Help us. Can you please help us through this tough, tough, tough time? Because Brett, name are good friends, aren't they? Yeah, we, we got a yes in the end, Pastor Brett. We got a yes in the end, right? When everyone else had left them, they were there, right? And that's what good friends is. That's what healthy friendship does. They walk through the tough times with each other. A good, healthy relationship walks with you at all times and is born to go to war for you. We see this story in Exodus Exodus 17. It's this story about the Amalekites. And it says that the Amalekites came to attack Israel at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Pick out some men and go fight the Amalekites tomorrow. I will stand on top of the hill, holding the stick that God told me to carry. Joshua did as Moses commanded him and went out to fight. Joshua went out to fight. While Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his arms, the Israelites won. But when he put his arms down, the Amalekites started winning. When Moses' arms grew tired, Aaron and Hur brought a stone for him to sit on while they stood beside him and held up his arms, holding them steady until the sun went down all day. In this way, Joshua totally defeated the Amalekites. Here we have three characters in a healthy relationship. We have Joshua who is fighting, we have Moses who is interceding, and we have Aaron and her who are supporting. Without Joshua, the Israelites are defeated by the, by the Amalekites. Without Moses, Joshua can't win the war, and without Aaron and her, Moses cannot intercede for Joshua. This story illustrates the power of connection. This message is very clear: that every Joshua needs a Moses. that every every Moses needs an Aaron and a Her. Here's the question for you tonight. I want to get your phone out right now or what you're writing on. Here's the question for you because I want you to write an answer down. Who is it in your life that you're interceding and supporting for right now? Think of a name. Who is it that you are interceding and supporting? Who is it? Because if healthy relationships are the building block of, a, of, a, of being a spiritual rock star, then we need to be supporting people and being a good friend. Here's the next question. And who are you going to war for? Right? Here's another question. Who is interceding and in supporting you? Write that one down. Who is interceding on your behalf? Right? Who is interceding and in supporting you And who are you going to war for? Number two, how do we know that we're in a healthy relationship? Number two, healthy relationships enable you to collaborate and work together. Healthy relationships enable you to collaborate and work together. Who knows that behind every great hero, there was a partner helping to create the story. Every Batman has a Robin. Every Hansel had a Gretel. Abbott had Costello. Frodo had Sam. Pinky had the brain. Woody had... Luke had Yoda, okay? <laughs> Baskin had oh you all knew that one, right? Everyone likes that one. Partnerships are essential to an impossible to living an impossible life. In nineteen oh three, this scientific journal came out saying that the flight of humans was impossible. It was it, 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 it was uh, uh, conclusively impossible to have controlled human flight. Why? Because science says so. Right? Science says you cannot fly in 1903. All the journals said it. Three months later, two guys with the name of uh, uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright proved the impossible. Three months later, uh, in December 14th to the 17th, for 59 seconds. They had powered human flight. People have researched their life and what they've come to is this, that the reason that these guys were successful was because of their relationship. That amidst amongst all the public pressure being told that you cannot do this, amongst all the things that society was saying, this can't happen. In all the weight of that, what they've concluded is this, that it wasn't so much their brains, wasn't their skill; it was just how they looked out for each other, the fact that they kept each other going when one was down, the fact that you know, uh, 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 you know that they were there all the time protecting one another. See, you cannot live a life of future influence or adventure without other people. It's that simple, right? Healthy relationships enable you to collaborate and work together. Who knows that a good band is all about all the instruments working together, right? If they're all playing their own thing, that's just called noise, okay? But when they're working together, it creates music. Here's the question for you. Who are you working with? Who in your life are you working with? And the second question is this. Who is working with you? Who is collaborating with you? Who are you working with? and who's working with you, right? It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. And the third point is this. Healthy relationships add more meaning to your life. You know that you're in a healthy relationship, you got healthy relationships, when there's meaning and purpose in your life. Uh, one day, um, Kat and I were, uh, we were with the kids at a beach in Ellie um, in Beach, just, just hanging out. And we're down at this marina where there's this little beach and we see this sailing boat rock up and we're watching it just having a little picnic and this guy gets out of his boat, jumps in a little rowboat that he has with him and rows to shore. And as he got to shore, he walked up to where we were and we just started talking to the guy and we found out that this guy sails the world. He just sails the world and when he needs bread, milk, fruit, veggies, he just stops, gets out, goes, buys it and then off he goes. Um, we found out that this guy never married, doesn't have any kids, doesn't have any friends. He just sails, he's got no possessions except for this boat. He just sails the world by himself, seeing all these things. And he went and did what he did and we saw him get back in the boat and off he went and we left. And as we're walking, Cat turns to me and said, what's the point of that man's life? (laughs) Like, What's the meaning of it? What's the meaning of this guy having all these experiences and have no no one to share it with? And I thought that was a very deep question that day. (laughs) It was very deep and philosophical. And I had no idea how to answer it. I have no idea. What is the point of sailing the whole world without having anyone to share it with? You know, what's the meaning of that? See, healthy relationships give meaning to our existence, right? We're all here sailing the proverbial world, you know, doing life right? And when we have, when we can wake up every morning going, you know what? I can't wait, you know, to be with the people that I love. I can't wait, you know, to, to be with the people that I'm doing life with and just tackle another day, just tackle another day of this thing that we call life. There's a big adventure, this big playground that we call the world, right? I can't wait to wake up and sail the world with these people. It gives us meaning. It gives you meaning. It gives you purpose to wake up, right? Those people that have no purpose or meaning are the ones that are waking up and they're not doing life with anyone. That's why it's important. Have people in your world that you're bringing in, right? Don't be the guy by yourself on an island, right? Don't be that lonely island, but have people that you're walking with and get something done. On December 29, 1987, a Soviet astronaut returned to Earth after 326 days in orbit and he was in good health. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't always the case. That was the first one that that, that had happened. Five years previously, the Russians had sent two cosmonauts into space to orbit for 211 days. When they came back to Earth, they were sick for months. They had dizziness, high pulse rates, heart palpitations. They couldn't walk for a week. For 30 days, they were in rigorous uh, therapy treatment. Uh, they had issues uh, uh, for a long time for atrophied muscles, right? Which is uh, uh, atrophied muscles and a weakened heart. Because see, here's the thing: at zero gravity, there's no uh, 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 the muscles begin to waste away because there's no resistance. Because there's no resistance in the muscle, the muscle begins to waste away. The body begins to waste away to atrophy. And so, to contrast this, the Soviets made this suit called the penguin suit which was a suit that was full of elastic bands. And so whenever the astronauts did something, did some kind of movement, it would put pressure, right? It it would bring resistance, forcing them to exert their strength. It's interesting that zero gravity, right? Zero gravity, there's no resistance, is what makes the muscles die. When there's no resistance, the muscles die. I wonder how many times... We, are, we find ourselves in maybe some superficial relationships and there's no resistance, right? There's no, there's, there's no healthy doing life together and we're just in this cruisy life. I wanna suggest to you tonight, right, that you know that when you're in a healthy relationship, when there's sometimes a bit of resistance, yeah. right? When there's sometimes a bit of a, hey, come on, get up. Hey, come on, it's time to move. You know, hey, come on, you can do this. Come on, get out of that space. You know, get out of that mindset. Come on, it's time to move forward. When we find ourselves in those kind of relationships, right, it gives us meaning. Because here's the thing the best relationships cause us to grow. When we're in unhealthy relationships, relationships that don't cause us to grow, right, social atrophy takes place, mental atrophy takes place. When you're by yourself constantly, right, your thinking starts to die. Your social awareness starts to go down. But good relationships, right, strengthen our mind and our hearts and they give meaning to who we are. Proverbs 27 says that iron sharpens iron. One man, one woman sharpens another, right? Healthy friendships sharpen who we are as people. So the question here is this, is who is keeping you on the right path to right living? Who in your life do you have saying, hey, come on, get back to what you're supposed to be doing? Who in your life is keeping you on the right path? Who can you call up right now and say, hey, I need some help, right? I, I need, I'm, I'm a bit lost. I need some help. I need to get back on the path. Who can you call? Now the question is this. Who's calling list are you on, right? Who can call you for help? Who's calling list are you on? Let me encourage us, right? If we can consume more and more good, healthy relationships, we're all going to grow spiritually, right? We're all going to grow in in, in relationship with each other and most importantly with relationship in God, keeping each other on the right track. Because here's the thing, right? Uh, Point number four, that there's one relationship that we all need. There's one key relationship that we all need. And we're going to be talking about this relationship every single week, right? Uh, and, and until until Jesus comes back, right? And that's a relationship with Jesus. Okay, that's that's the best, healthy relationship that you can have, right? If there's one person to talk to about life just go to the guy that created it, okay? If there's one person that'll keep you on the right track, right? his name is the Holy Spirit, he's our advocate, he's our counsellor, right? He's the one that we can turn to. That's the best healthy relationship that you can have. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Um, Have you ever gone on like a long holiday before? And then you come back and you meet with all your friends and they say, oh, show us the pictures. And you start showing pictures of this holiday that you went on and you start telling stories. And you start laughing at the stories, right? And you're all laughing, but all your friends, they're just looking at these pretty pictures. They're not laughing at the stories because they weren't there. And then you're laughing and they're not laughing and then you get awkward. Then you say this line, you say, oh, you, you, you just had to be there, right? Anyone done that? You just have to be there. You know, you just had to be there. You know, our relationship with Jesus is just like that. You know, Christ came into my life and totally transformed it. I found an amazing relationship with Jesus that just transformed my thinking, how I thought, you know, about life and, and, and about circumstance and about purpose and meaning. Totally transformed my world. But here's the thing about Jesus: He doesn't just want my story, but he wants to be a part of your story as well. You know, Christianity isn't something where it's just like, oh, you just had to be there. Jesus is a real person that you can encounter right now tonight. Jesus is a real person that you can have a a relationship with. One where He's always by your side. One where through the Holy Spirit, Christ collaborates with you to walk that journey with you. Through Jesus, you get meaning. It all comes through this one healthy relationship here. Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him, right? Taste and see, It's all about consumption again, right? Taste and see, consume Jesus, consume Him, right? Maybe taste and see, right? Flirt a little, brush up against Christ. You know, brush up against the things of God. Taste and see. You might be a Christian here tonight. Already ready for a long time encourage it are you tasting and seeing God every day or are you just waiting for Sunday right are you brushing up against the things of the Holy Spirit every day or are you just waiting for Sunday right taste and see every day that the Lord is good it's through Him that we're adopted into this great family it's through Him that we're able to have intimate intimate relationship with God it's through Him that we're made to live right Christ gave His life so that you could experience true life Once we were disconnected, but because of this relationship with Jesus, we're now connected. Why don't we just close our eyes right now? And I want to ask you a question. Maybe you're here tonight, maybe for the first time, you've heard about Jesus and the good things that Jesus can do in your world. You want to become a spiritual rock star. It starts with having a relationship with Jesus. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, Tim, pray for me, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to say yes to that relationship. If you're here tonight, if you could just give me a quick wave so I can pray for you. Anyone here saying, Tim, pray for me. I want to say yes to Jesus tonight. I want to say yes to that relationship. Anyone here tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just keep our eyes closed. I want to pray over you. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it teaches us and inspires us. And I pray this week, Lord, that, that you would really encourage us to be a part of a good, healthy relationship. God, that you would encourage us to be someone that that can ask the hard questions to someone, that can work with other people. Lord, that can build good, healthy relationships. I pray that you would speak to us, Lord, maybe we don't have someone in our life that can, that can really challenge us and build us up. Pray that you would just impress on a heart right now, maybe who to ask. And Lord, I pray over our church that this would be a church full of good, healthy relationships. Lord, that we would consume our relationship with you and that we would consume, Lord, that whole idea of just doing life well together. I pray for that Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would increase our connect groups, Lord, that we would see our connect groups flourish and grow in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that our Sundays would just be a great day of celebration and people would come just to hang out with their Christian friends. Lord, I pray that you know that, that there would be phone calls throughout the week, text messages. You know, I'm just, just praying for you. I pray for that kind of church, Lord, that we would grow into more and more looking out for one another, being there for, for one another. Jesus name, In Jesus name. Everyone said, "Amen, amen." Well, let's consume good, healthy relationships. Because when you do, right, just like music, it changes you, changes the atmosphere. When you consume good, healthy relationships, it changes the atmosphere on the inside of you, right? When you know that you got some peeps, right? When you know that you got some people that are backing you, it changes the atmosphere when you're feeling a bit low, right? So let's consume that. Amen. Well, why don't we stand tonight We're going to... thank you for listening to this podcast